The following is a Barrett Sports Media production. We do the digging so you don't have to. We've got breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Bringing you the biggest stories from the industry you care about. This is the Media Noise Podcast. Well, let's hear it. Now, here's your host, Dimitri Ravanos. So we've come to the end of another run of BSM Top 20s, and you are getting media noise a little bit early this week because Jason Barrett is with me, and we are going to talk about the list. And Jason, I think if you look at any of the Top 20 lists outside of podcasts and national, like the place to start is Boston, right? Like we've never had a station dominate, sweep every possible category the way the Sports Hub did this year. Yeah, I mean, as I was doing the voting, I'm like, this again? (laughs) <laughs> again, it, uh, you know, it, it it's funny because in the last week or two, I'll get some messages or DMs or texts, people asking, hey, so what do you make of this? I'm like, look at the results. What do you want me to say? Yeah. Station just closed the fourth quarter with 20 shares in morning, midday, and a 25 in afternoon. And it closed out 2021, the highest revenue generating sports station in, in America. So it's not really hard to see like the results speak for themselves. Um, I will say this, I, you know, some people in the business know this. I've worked with the EI in the past. I love WEI and a lot of the people there. Um, whenever someone questions whether or not this list is done to placate partners, right. I'll point to this because look, I've got friends and people I really respect and admire at EEI. But I have to be fair to who votes in this process. I'm not going to just slant things in a direction of someone I've done business with. When the hub is on fire, whether I work with them or not, if that's what the industry votes on and says, hey, we feel best about this, I'm not going to deny Toucher and Rich, Zoe and Bertrand, Rick Radzik, and Felger and Maserati their due. They earned this. And... You know, we've never had a clean sweep until this year, and the work they did speaks for themselves. Congrats to the entire team there. Absolutely. And, you know, it is always so easy, I think, for, you know, I mean, just realistically, it's hard to imagine that everybody voting has 20 brands they are distinctly familiar with across all of these uh, categories, it, it always would be easy, I think, for somebody to say, oh, the ticket has been doing this forever. WFAN is the is the godfather of all of this. But 98.5 really has earned its reputation over, what, the 10 years at this point? That yeah. it has been a thing. Like, this feels like a genuine win, a genuine sweep. I mean, look, you know, some of the brands you just mentioned, FAN, the ticket, the score, uh, the ticket in Detroit, KNBR, those are legendary brands. And that's why when you look at the results each year, they're well represented. People mm. respect those brands and know there's great talent and results that come there. But the hub right now is operating on a different level uh, among all sports stations. So ratings and revenue drive the bus. And those guys, you know, everybody's got subjective opinions on shows and talent. But when you're Owning the audience to the standard of one out of four or one out of five men, 2554, listen to a product. Think about that. Yeah. One out of four men in Boston, 2554, listen to the afternoon show. It's insane. So, uh, again, you know, 
whenever I do this process, I add up the votes where they land, they land. And sometimes, believe me, it's not fun when I got to deal with a couple of clients who go, <laughs> you know, really, man, you got us all the way down there. I have to remind them, I don't vote. Yeah. I just add it up. And um, I respect where people uh, see the industry who work in it. These people are charged with running radio stations. They're the best at managing brands. And so, you know, where 46 collective opinions land, that's where it shows up on the screen. I don't always agree. Uh, I could tell you, I won't say what the show is, but there was one show that made the top 20 that I know for three years, people have been trying to replace. I see that and I go, no way in hell you could tell me that shows better than the one that's 25th on this list. Right. But you know what? It isn't the Jason Barrett top 20. It's Barrett Sports Media's presentation of the top 20 as voted on by 46 executives. And look, it's subjective. No, the Baseball Hall of Fame, the NFL Hall of Fame, the Rookie of the Year. Hell, we're, we're doing this during the week when there was all this debate over whether Aaron Donald was the MVP of the Super Bowl right, or right. Super Cup, right? I mean, we all have opinions. And so I just, I think in general, what I try to remember going through this, because it does get tiresome doing it, um, but it is fun. And I think at the end of the day, the most important thing to remember, sports radio is presented in a, glamorous way for seven days and a lot of people who do a lot of great work throughout the year getting that one day of recognition is what it's all about people knowing that you do quality work you're respected by your peers and your audience gets to share in it so let's move down to the mid markets uh we didn't have a single brand dominate everything but we did have a single state uh 92.3 the fan in cleveland 97 won the fan in Columbus, hell, even Mo Egger in Cincinnati showed up as a top 10 show. Like the mid-markets were all about Ohio this year. Oh, no doubt. That's what uh, was fun about this. I mean, don't forget, you had Aaron Goldhammer and Tony Rizzo, yep. which their on-air delivery of uh, Waking Up Rizzo was very funny. <laughs> um, you know, so ESPN Cleveland took the midday. Carmen and Lima took the mornings again. They've really solidified themselves as the favorite among uh, our voters yeah, the afternoon show, Common Man and T-Bone, which had a hell of a year. The fans' ratings uh, throughout 2021 were outstanding. Uh, Andy Roth regained his lead as the top PD. And then Sports Station of the Year for the first time, 92.3, the fan in Cleveland won that award. So of those Ohio brands, the fan was the strongest. They won three of the five categories. But throughout the entire state, like if you're – in Columbus, Cincinnati, Cleveland, you have to feel good that you've got some great options to listen to. One thing I always like about the mid-markets every year is I think that if you are in a smaller at a smaller station in this industry, it, it can be frustrating sometimes to get that feeling that all the attention goes to the Northeast. Man, the mid-market stations were all over the place. The South Look, showed up strong. I'm glad the, you the brought this up, up strong. because here's the thing. A lot of people will say, oh, you know, I want to see how I would have done against the big boys. No, you don't. <laughs> I see the votes. The first year I did this, if you're in Kansas City, Cleveland, Cincinnati, you're not going to make the top 20. Right. Okay. The major markets are seen in a different light by a lot of programmers, which is why when I started this, I said, all right, well, this isn't going to work because how are you going to get recognized if you're in Jacksonville, Baton Rouge? Indianapolis, you're, you're going to get forgotten 
because when you're up against the tickets, the fans, the hubs, the EEIs, the scores, you're just not going to get that, that notoriety. And so when we created this, I thought it was a better way to showcase some of those brands that to your point, do excellent work. And you may not always recognize it. Like I can look at some stations. I go, I know WHB is a really good brand in Kansas mm-hmm. city. I know one Oh four, five ESPN in Baton Rouge does a damn good job. 1010 XL has done an awesome job with their digital strategy of uh, turning around how they engage with, with Twitter and present video and images. So I look at a lot of these things. And when I see some of those stations and shows show up, it's nice to see. Cause I think, you know, there are people in our business who do pay attention to that, but if you just give them an entire pool to choose from, they're going to look to the dominant players. And so I'm, I'm glad we created the category. Obviously this year it, it, you know, the results show that Ohio is alive and well. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's talk about the Dan Levitard show. It is the number one podcast in this year's list, making the move over from where it was consistently a top three national sports radio show it's one of those leaps of faith that worked out really well to the point i'll take people behind the scenes here uh before we put out the nomination list to the people that voted jason and i were having this argument about well geez what is the dan levitard show now what is something like outkick 360 this rise of digital only shows with live options I think really paid off in a big way and I, I I mean I say this as someone that loves the Levitard show I think that is a big key to its success with listeners is they found a way to go digital and not lose anything they had established by being you know an appointment listing kind of thing for so long listen they because they went this route they are now sought out on demand right and so some you know some people are going to watch it on YouTube some are going to listen on uh, podcast because they're not quote unquote being distributed by a terrestrial network the way they once were. Uh, you brought up Outkick 360 uh, of the next level in Birmingham and a lot of those brands. I think those shows do a really damn good job. Um, it's really hard when you get into this space and you have to remember you're this is being decided by program directors and executives, and most of those folks have their eyes and ears on big brands that are in the terrestrial space, they're going to listen to a podcast beyond their radio shows. It's got to be damn good. It's got to be well-known. And and so a lot of times there may be some great individual shows out there in a select local market that do something really creative and cool, maybe even make some money, but it's really hard to knock out the bar stools, the outkicks, the ESPNs, uh, the Lebetards of the world, because those have such big personalities and brands behind them that people are going to seek it out. Lebetard and his crew have become appointment listening mm. because you can only get it this way. Um, one thing I want to point out, because I saw a few social media reactions, where's McAfee? McAfee is a live show. And that, like, you could say every show in America is a podcast now, <laughs> right? Right. This is not like if you're doing a live show, you're in a live category. We're not putting your podcast in here when you're doing three hours on Sirius XM and you're presenting on YouTube. So, you know, like like if Boomer and Geo in the morning, I'm sure they have a ton of downloads in New York for FAN because it's a damn big show. But they're in the mid they're in the major market morning show category because they're live on the air. And yeah. So 
that that's the distinction. Obviously, like when you look at who showed up, these are shows that are created for on-demand listening. And so, you know, Levitar and his crew stand the top. They knocked off part of my take, which kudos to them. They've, they've got a rabid audience. And uh, obviously people, people like that they're available in the space that they're in. So you just mentioned uh, McAfee. So let's jump over to the national radio shows. Cowherd is number one again, but McAfee made a huge dent this year uh, in, in terms of making up ground from where it had been before. Certainly the Aaron Rodgers, the weekly interview plays a big role in raising his profile, but I, I hope what people learned by going there for Aaron Rodgers, whether they went to the live show or the clips that showed up on YouTube, is, man, McAfee is a natural-born talent in this particular medium. You should have seen him at the Super Bowl. He owned the whole room. Yeah, um, FanDuel's setup was great, but his energy is on a super high level. Um, I went out to L.A. for literally a day uh, during the top 20 week. Uh, I went to a party uh, thrown for the one-year anniversary of the volume. And I saw Colin at the event, and we were chatting for, you know, a few minutes. And I, uh, I said, you know, the hardest part of my job every year with you is just finding a new photo because I know, <laughs> you know, everything else, it's going to be – people love Colin that, that right. are in executive decisions. However, I also joked with him. I said, listen – you got to keep your eyes on number two because he's coming. And McAfee is on a very high level right now. And, you know, his platform with Sirius, um, his social presence, the YouTube uh, presentation, there's just a likability and a charisma that he brings to the air. Uh, you brought up the Aaron Rodgers thing. Whether people love Aaron or hate Aaron doesn't really matter. There's a lot of I look at these things. I know you get a little different with it because you get charged by who's on. I look at it and go, are you paying attention to the show? Sure. If you are, then it's working. So like, cause we all have opinions about different shows and hosts and I don't let that really influence anything. I, I feel I go, if people like it to the point where they recall it, you're going to do well. And that's what, if you look at the top five, you know, you go to, Cowherd, McAfee, Dan Patrick, Greeny, Russo. They're part of the everyday conversation in a lot of circles. And so, you know, and when you're on big platforms, that that's going to come with it too. Well, I mean, to your point about McAfee and Rogers, like it, it was earlier this year, right? That McAfee had the stand, or I guess earlier last year, that McAfee had the standoff with ESPN, and it seemed like there was some bad blood there, but every single week ESPN was having to credit that show for the news they broke regarding Aaron Rodgers. The one thing I love, if you think about it, when do you ever hear Pat McAfee having a feud with somebody? <laughs> right. You don't. You know right. why? Positive energy. I'm just going to do the show. I love doing the show. I want to entertain people. Not going to worry about whether, you know, this guy said this about the show, whether they like Aaron, whether they like something else I do. Like when last year, when he would do a WWE stunt on the show, I'm right. sure some people are like, why are you doing this? Uh, <laughs> oh, this is a company show. Cause he worked WWE. He's like, dude, I do the show that I do. You like it. Listen to it. And he tunes out a lot of noise. And so look, Cowherd is still the elite in this category. I think it's been what six out of seven years. He's won the award. And yep. so 
you know, people can agree or disagree with his opinions because Colin's a master at getting you to pay attention to them. Um, a lot of people, especially in this business, recognize that he's damn good at being a radio talent. But McAfee was a strong number two. And, you know, the rest of the top five to top 10, I thought were well represented as well. Like Russo, Rome, DP, Greeny, they're all going to be up there. Yeah, for sure. And all the networks uh, had strong representation in uh, in that voting process. So before we wrap it up, anything that you took away overall or stuff you want people to keep in mind as they start putting their mental list together for 2022? No, I, I think, um, honestly, the last thing, it, this thing becomes a bear. And yeah, um, I always remind people in the writing, but I know they're probably just skipping ahead to the uh, images. It's a subjective process. You're never going to have uh, a top 20. I don't care what platform does it. If you had 4,000 people participate or 46, it's no different, by the way, than the sports radio business. Ratings are determined by a very small amount of people who carry meters, right? 15 meters represents 15 million people's tastes. Not really, but yeah. that's how it is, right? And I, so that's the biggest thing I'll tell people is like, look, the, the reason why I involve so many different groups is I know that if I only put ESPN people, they're going to vote ESPN. If I only vote went with Odyssey people, they're going to vote Odyssey. So you try to combine as many people, you add it up where the results fall, that's where they go. And so I think the biggest takeaway over the span of what, seven days, mm -hmm. we recognize 240 different shows slash stations slash program directors hosts that's what it's all about given the uh given the format given the industry some attention for good work done um and then we can have some fun in the process debating because that's what we love to do uh real quick before we go we did do that uh special list of 21 single entry categories um obviously uh for all of our uh staff listening uh, your checks are in the mail Thank you for making us the number one sports media podcast. I, I, I just wanted to wrap on on that particular entry because we are in this time where media has become so diverse and varied in terms of how and what you can consume. We're never going to have time to do a top 20 for everything, but I'm glad we found a way to honor some of those uh, positions in, in the field this year. I mean, taking people behind the scenes, we've talked before about doing a sports television top 20. Right. Um, it, you know, I think for me, the reason we haven't done that, unless I have the right people voting, I, I've never wanted this to just become about us. I know yep. we could do that. Uh, that's why I liked putting out the special selections. Quite frankly, there were some votes in there by some of our crew that I didn't know some of their tastes. Mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting. I said, oh, okay, that's cool. Some of our guys value this guy more than I would have thought he, he would get recognized. So that, that was cool. I think, um, to your point, the categories are endless. You could come up with a, another 25 tomorrow. Right. If we really, the, the hard part, like we've, we've kicked around ideas imaging director of the year, producer of the year. Uh, do you do female talent of the year? Like you could go on and on and on with categories and you go, okay, so, but wait, how do I come up with the right answer for imaging director of the year? When let's be honest, our staff, 
me and you listen to a lot of radio. Right. But 19 other guys got other gigs beyond PSM. <laughs> They're not going to be able to listen to 100 radio stations and say, listen, here's, you know, when I look at top imagers, here are the top 10. That's really difficult to do. It's the same with producers. Like, you go to a show host, he's going to tell you the guy he works with is great. That doesn't mean the PD would agree. It doesn't mean a guy in another city would know. So I go, how do you do that in the right way? You know, like TV is easy. You see it. Radio's easy over the air because you hear it. Um, and so we could go on and on with categories. I think um, one thing I am hoping to do in the future, I've remarked about this on the site um, leading up to the top 20. I would like to roll out a B&M top 20 uh, for news radio, talk radio. Um, but that'll have to come later in the year. And similar to what I just said about television, it all comes down to who's involved in the voting process. If it can be done right, I'll do it. If it can't, I'll wait till we can do it right. This concludes our broadcast day. Thanks for listening to the Media Noise Podcast with Dimitri Ravanos. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. And check back soon for new episodes. To stay up to date on the latest sports media happenings, visit BarrettSportsMedia.com.